0: straight into the word which I believe God has also blessed for us. Amen. All right. Now today we are continuing. We've been talking about pride throughout last month and we will be talking about pride for uh, a little bit this month as well. Amen. Now I have to remind you that September 18th is our international Sunday. As yes, International Sunday, and it is also a swollen Sunday. Yes. Amen. Right. And swollen Sunday means the church swells up. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? And that means that everybody brings somebody or actually some people to church. Amen. Yes. So, September 18th is that day, and I don't want you to forget. Make sure you come to church. You should target at least 10 people and start working towards them and start praying for them and trusting God that you will be the source of 10 people attending church on that day. Amen? Amen. All right. So let me continue. Now, I'm on chapter 5 today and I'm talking about how to diagnose proud speaking. Right? proud speaking now why are we talking about proud speaking proud speaking because we're talking about pride isn't it and we talked about uh, the humility of a child how to be humble like a child and then how to be humble like a servant why because Jesus selected those two uh, uh, um, you know examples or two categories of people As examples of how a person uh, ought to be if they want to be great amen somebody asked him Jesus how can I be great or who is the greatest in the kingdom and the Bible says he called a child you know and I'm sure they were shocked they were wondering whether he wanted to rebuke the child for talking loudly in the meeting or (laughs) disturbing the meeting And to their surprise the Bible says he set the child up in front of them and he said that you need to be converted do you see you need to be converted now it's interesting that Jesus used the word converted you see because to say to someone that he needs to be converted is to acknowledge that the person is in a form that makes certain things impossible do you see what I'm saying yes that the person is in a form that makes certain things impossible the person cannot do certain things in that form do you get it so to convert someone is to change the form such that that same person exists in a form that is useful and appropriate for what you want to accomplish with him and Jesus said that to be a child I know you are not an adult and how do you become a child you need a conversion <laughs> do, do, do you get it yeah which is more than just a change in your mind but you, you need to be converted you need to change deeply in order for you to have the characteristics of a child it would not be easy for you to behave like a child <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because you have long moved away from being a child. So it would take a real work of God in you to behave like a child, genuinely. Do you see? And you, Even there, you see that you, you you be like a child for two minutes, and then when someone crosses you, your adult self will come and say... You know something it's just because of something that I'm behaving like a child but do you see what I'm saying so he told them that you have to be converted and be like a child do you get it then Jesus also said that um, a servant to be a servant is to be the greatest right and he gave himself as an example he said I am among you as a servant even though I am called Lord and I'm your Lord And I'm your master. At least he assembled all the disciples. So they must know that he's the boss. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? But he said, I'm among you like a servant. Amen. And so to be a servant and to be like a child, you see, are two great ways to exhibit humility. Amen. And that's what God wants of all of us. Right. So in our study, as we are continuing, in chapter 5 we talk about pride that is shown in how we speak. Do you see, one of the ways to detect that you are proud or have some pride lurking somewhere in you is in how you speak. Amen. Psalms number 12 and verse 3. Psalms number 12 and verse 3. The Bible says the Lord shall cut off all fluttering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Can you see that? The Lord shall cut off all fluttering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. The Lord shall cut off all fluttering lips lips so if you flatter people watch out do you see yes you need to watch out because God is against people who uh, flatter people but also the tongue that speaketh proud things do you see and then it says who have said in verse 4 who have said with our tongue we will prevail Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Our lips are our own means we will say what we want to say. Do you get it? Who can control us? No one can control us. No one can tell us what to do. No one can tell us what to say. Our yeah, freedom of speech. We need to watch out with this freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah, because our lips are our own. Do you get it? Yeah. This is our, uh, America. It's our right. Well, so you can see the Bible says, The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, Our tongue, with our tongue, we will prevail. With our tongue, we will prevail. Do you see? And our lips are our own. Recently, I had somebody writing. He was writing things against the church. You know, and I think that after he had written some of the things, he felt very proud of himself, you know. And then he added, look, for me, I can write. (laughs) You know He added for me I can really write You know you could see that He was oozing with pride Do you see And pride is expressed in the things we say You get it Because the things we say Often are a reflection of our heart Now I don't know if you've seen this verse I think you have But let's read it from um the book of luke the book of luke luke or matthew first matthew chapter 12 okay or which one do you like matthew or luke both okay so matthew chapter 12 okay let's do luke chapter (laughs) 6 Let's do Luke chapter 6 So that if we don't have time to read both At least we read this one Alright Luke chapter 6 and verse 45 Luke chapter 6 and verse 45 The Bible says A good man Out of the good treasure Of his heart Bringeth forth that Which is good Can you see that He bringeth forth that Which is good You see then it says and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil for of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh hallelujah of the abundance of his heart. His mouth speaketh, right? Now, if you like, let's go back a little bit. Let's read a little bit. So, go to 43. He says, For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. Right? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil for of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh amen now you see here you know one of the fascinating things in this verse for me 45 is how a person can have an evil treasure do do, do you see what i'm saying that evil and treasure go together I, I always knew about good treasure But I never thought about Evil treasure <laughs> You see the thing Now a treasure is something You hold so dear A treasure is something that is Precious to you And the Bible says that people Can hold things dear To themselves that are evil It's precious to you But it's evil. It's evil means it comes from the devil. It's evil means it is inspired by the devil. It's evil means it is not of God. It's not defined by what it means to you. It is defined by its source. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes? so there are certain things that we hold dear you know certain values certain thoughts certain ideas that are precious to us but the bible says it's an evil so you should look search through your treasures do you see search through your treasures because it may be that some of the things you hold so dear some of the things you have identified as treasures and precious to you Which you will not let go of Are actually evil Do you see? And so it says an, an evil man Out of the evil treasure of his heart Bringeth forth that which is evil For out of the abundance of the heart His mouth speaketh Amen So the mouth actually reflects The overflow of the heart Our mouth says what our heart is tired of storing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. When your heart can't hold it any longer, then your mouth expresses it. You see. So you can know a lot about people by what they say yeah you can know a lot about people by what they say especially through their unguarded speeches things they say that they didn't know you were listening to <laughs> do you see yes and things they say sometimes also under pressure do you get it yes when you, you it's like toothpaste if you want, when it's lying there coolly it doesn't ooze out nothing comes out of it (laughs) but it's swollen with stuff (laughs) Do you see and it's there and there's stuff different colors you see but when you apply a little bit of pressure then stuff starts to come out of it do you see it's not the pressure that put it in it the pressure only Forced it to express what was already in it. So when we come under pressure, when we're angry and we start to express ourselves, when we're not happy and we start to talk, the things we say ought to be taken very seriously both by our hearers and ourselves. (laughs) Do you see? Because what you are saying is an expression of what is inside And the pressure only serves To give it a reason to come out Do you see what I'm saying? I want you to try this today When you go home get, Go to your bathroom Grab your toothpaste And then say Out of the abundance of the heart The mouth will speak Do you get it? Now take the toothpaste And press it and see what comes out and you will see that it will just express what it is full of I'll be surprised if soup comes out of your toothpaste I don't think you will get soup or tomato ketchup that's not what you will get what you will get is what that tube is full of And a lot of it is going to come out. And the more pressure you apply, the more of it is going to come out. Amen. So if our hearts are filled with pride, then one of the ways we're going to know is by listening to ourselves. And hearing some of the things we say. Amen. And you can see that the Bible talks about proud speaking. That there's a way to speak. Which is indicative of pride. That, you know, only a proud person would say this. That a, that a person would talk like this is a sign that the person is proud. And I don't even want to go into why we must try not to be proud. We've talked about that previously. But one of the key reasons is that if indeed it is true that you are proud, Then God's relationship with proud people is that of resistance, isn't it? That God will resist you. He says, God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. God pushes against our people. God stands behind the door to proud people. God says, No. Have you ever tried to keep a child out of a room where you just stand behind the door? and the child is pulling on it and is opening it and it's doing everything and it's not working why because you have decided that she's not coming there do you see what i'm saying that's the sort of thing god does to proud people when you're proud god himself stands behind the door yeah he stands behind the door and he says you're not coming here and no matter how hard you try you just don't coming you'll be turning the knob you see and every door should open you see should answer to the knob but you see that you're doing all the right things and turning the right knobs and pushing the right buttons and doing everything but nothing is working why because God is behind the door do you see what I'm saying God is behind the door and that's why you've made all the right moves and it's not working you see and some people really try hard To make all the right moves. They press the right buttons. They call on whom they know. They they visit people. They go to places. They use their contacts. All their connections. And nothing seems to work. Why? Because God is behind the door. (laughs) Do you understand? God is behind the door. But the Bible says he gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. And when God is giving grace to the humble it means he's helping the humble amen god helps the humble god opens doors for humble people hallelujah yes god opens doors for humble people look at this verse in isaiah 45 isaiah chapter 45 and verse 1 isaiah chapter 45 and verse 1. It says, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations before him. Can you see that? He says, I have holden, it's just saying that I'm holding his right hand. Do you see? I'm with him, I'm holding his right hand, and it says that to subdue nations with, before him. And I will lose the loins of kings To open before him The two leaved gates And the gates shall not Be shut I will go before thee This is the verse I want you to see He said I will go before thee To make the crooked Places straight That's giving grace To the humble He says I will go before you And I will make the crooked Places straight When something is crooked, it just means it's not straightforward. (laughs) Do you see? Yes. It just means that it is loaded with twists and turns, unexpected ones. It means you don't walk it smoothly. It means it's a struggle to navigate your way along that path. And he says, I will make the crooked places straight." He says, I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. That's God giving grace to the humble. Do you see? The things that are designed to hold you back, I will break in pieces the gates of brass. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. Gates only serve the purpose of keeping people out. Controlling access, that's the essence of gates. Do you see? Yeah. Just so that people can't walk in at will. Whoever put the gate there controls who comes in. And God says, I will break the gates, I will smash the gates, and I will cut. Asunder the bars of iron that are meant to keep you out. That's God giving grace to the humble. He said, I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, I am the God of Israel. That's God Give it, I'll give you something that is hidden Look at it He says I'll give you the treasures of darkness Treasures that are hidden In dark places That means you would live all your life You would never see it Do you see what I'm saying? Yes And hidden riches of secret places God says I'll give it to you Hallelujah Hallelujah So it's very costly to be proud It's very very costly to be proud Do you see And I think that all proud people Remind God of Satan Lucifer Do you see Whom he cast out So when you start manifesting Those characteristics It just reminds him and he says Away away (laughs) Right None of this anymore Hallelujah So Let's not be proud, amen. And we're learning how to catch pride by examining the things we say, amen. Right, now there are so many of them, you can read it in your book. One of them is overconfident declarations, okay. Another one is comments that forget the grace of God. Overconfident declarations means saying things with too much Confidence, right? The example is um, Pilate, who said to Jesus, "Don't you know that I have the power to crucify you? <laughs> you see, and I have the power to release you. You see." And Jesus answered and said to him, "Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given to thee from above. Do you see? So." that's one of them overconfident declarations you must be careful not to be overconfident do you see what I'm saying not to be overconfident sometimes the things we say oh dear too much confidence too much confidence and God is not in it at all do you see and we need to be careful of those things because God will cut off The tongue of proud speaking, isn't it? Right. Then the next one is comments that forget the grace of God. Comments that forget the grace of God. The Bible teaches us to acknowledge the grace of God and acknowledge God in the things that we do. Amen. We must learn to acknowledge God's role. I think you know the verse in James chapter 4. James chapter 4, we can read it real quick, James chapter 4, I think it is verse 13, James chapter 4 and verse 13, it says, go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Can you see the Christian way to talk? Right? The Christian way to talk is, if the Lord wills, I will live, first of all. (laughs) You see, if the Lord wills, I will live first of all. Then I will do this or that. Do you see? But there are many of us who just assume that we will live. Do you see? And we will do this or that. And so our pride is expressed in the absence of acknowledgement of God's grace. That it is God who keeps us alive first of all. Amen. Amen. God keeps us alive, first of all. Look, all the things that are known to keep people alive, do you see? I mean, for the fact that you have only one life, there are just too many ways to lose it. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah. Did I tell you about a show I saw on TV one day, A Thousand Ways to Die? (laughs) It's full of... (laughs) Freak accidents Stupid, idiotic deaths (laughs) Do you see? Ways by which people lose their lives I mean, you can't even believe it (laughs) You know, from being strangled By their own pet snakes To being chewed up And mauled by their own dogs You know To falling from changing a bulb Or something like that And I mean, people just die from All sorts of crazy things that shouldn't take their lives. And yet, that's what happens. You know, last week I saw a little video clip. I mean, it's the most pathetic thing uh, to see. But a little child, he was playing on a barrel. He was just a barrel that was rolling just by the gate of his house. And I think the gate has a wire some sort that is used to lock it this is used to hook the gate up in a way that makes it not open right and this boy somehow was playing on this barrel rolling it in a way and he decided to put the thing around his neck yeah and then as he put it around his neck he was standing there and then he was still moving the thing moving the thing and the barrel just rolled away that's it and he was just hanging you know, and there were little, his little siblings who came around and they could see their little brother dying, but they didn't understand it. And they couldn't do anything about it. And just right outside the gate was a, a stranger, like a neighbor or somebody who was riding his bicycle. He was outside there and he wouldn't even look inside there to see what was happening, you know. And I was just watching this thing. Eventually, I think one of the kids went to call their mother. The mother rushed and came, but I think the boy had, I don't know if he died or, you know, but he was all just limp and that sort of thing, you know. Just so many stupid ways to die. Do you understand? So it is important for us not to feel too confident, you see, but rather think that if the Lord wills by the grace of God if God mercifully allows me to live I will do this and that and that your contribution to waking up this morning is zero (laughs) huh no yours was to get up (laughs) get out of the bed even that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Even that was hard for you to do. Do you see what I'm saying? So we need to be humble. Amen. And we need... It says, say, we, it says for ye ought to say... Can you give us um, maybe your message translation and let's see what it says about this particular verse. Hallelujah. Right? Let me read one to you I'm reading New Living Translation It says look here you who say Today or tomorrow We're going to a certain town And we'll stay there a year We will do business there And make profit How do you know What your life will be like tomorrow Your life is like The morning fog It is here a little while Then it's gone What you ought to say is If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. Amen. Right, let's have the other one. If you have the message translation, you can show it to us. Otherwise, let's just move on real quick right so comments that forget the grace of God that's number two number three is high-sounding statements okay do you have it okay let's see what it says I thought I saw it okay maybe all right that's okay let's go on please read it when you go home. okay Is there okay it says and now I have a word for you who who brashly announce today at the latest tomorrow (laughs) today at the latest tomorrow (laughs) because that's how some people talk it's like today I'll do this oh and if I'm not able to do it today at the latest tomorrow for sure we're off to such and such a city for the year we're going to start a business and make a lot of money. Says, you don't know the first thing about tomorrow. <laughs> you don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You are nothing but a wisp of fog catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. <laughs> Instead, make it a habit to say, if the master wills it everybody say if the master wills it (laughs) yes make it a habit to talk like that you know you have to practice it do you understand you have to practice it and say by the grace of God and say if the Lord wills if God permits these are all different ways of saying the same thing if God permits if God allows it if God's will permits it that's how we need to talk Amen. He says, instead, make it a habit to say, if the master wills it and we are still alive, then we will do this or that. Amen. Amen. God is not against you doing this or that or having a plan to do this or that. But God wants you to acknowledge always his role in, first of all, Keeping you alive keeping you alive keeping you alive do you see what I'm saying yes keeping you alive then what you do because you are alive and that's why if you think this way you you mind what you do because you will realize that it is God who has kept you alive and you better use it in a way that pleases him or else you may not be on the short list tomorrow. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So high-sounding statements is another one, and then um, the example of that is Nebuchadnezzar, right? Or oh, Belshazzar, sorry, Belshazzar, who was also speaking very proudly. Okay. Number four is statements that reject and refuse instruction. Statements that reject and refuse instruction. Numbers chapter 16 and verse 12. Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. And they said, we will not come up. (laughs) Do you get it? That speaks about how you respond to authority. We will not come up. You see, Moses was their leader. And Moses had made these people, these particular people, he had made them like shepherds in his camp. He had made them leaders of some of the groups within the camp. And then he called for a meeting. And the people sent a message back to him and said, we will not come up. Do you get it? We will not come. It's, it speaks about how we respond to authority. Do you understand that there is a way to respond to authority that shows pride. It just shows that you are full of pride, and that's why you are responding that way one of those responses is, "I will not come." <laughs> "I will not come. I will not come." Or I will not come now. Or I will come later. Do you see the thing? Yes. To do what you want instead of responding to the authority that has sent for you. Hallelujah. If you have a parent who calls you, you cannot say, I will not come. It's a sign of pride. And even if you don't depend on them anymore because there comes a time when you are not so immediately dependent on your parents do you you see yes you have become non-dependent do you see which is that you do not depend directly on them you see but non-dependence is not independence (laughs) do you see what I'm saying it's not always independence because as long as the Bible says if you honor your father and mother it will be well with you it means they are still determinants of a lot of things in your life do, do you get it the Bible says if you honor your father and honor your mother it, your days will be long on this earth and it will be well with you then you can't be independent It means that you are basically non-dependent, but you are dependent in some sense because how you relate with them will go a long way to determine whether or not you even live long. And if you do live long, whether it will be well with you. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah, those two have to go together. You get it? If you find yourself living long, then start praying that it will be well with you while you're living long. There's no. Don't be caught here with one <laughs> without the other. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you shouldn't live long <laughs> and it's not well with you. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And they are the determinants of that. So, don't just swoosh your parents away. Do you get it? Your mother speaks and you just toss it somewhere you wave your hand at her you know you tell her she's old fashioned <laughs> she's old school <laughs> you know yeah her time is past. I don't have time for such nonsense what you're saying is rubbish These are all things you may not even say with your lips, but you act it. When you're putting something in the trash, you don't always tell it it is trash. You trash it by how you treat it. So, if I don't want this phone anymore and I see the trash can and I just do this and just put it together and dump it, I don't have to say to it, you are trash. Is that clear? You are trash. And I put it in there. No. It becomes trash because of how I dealt with it. In fact, even where I put it. That's how you trash things. And most of us will not trash our parents or our pastors or authority figures in our lives. People that God has placed in our lives to be a blessing to us. We will not trash them with words. But we will trash them with our treatment and handling and how we deal with them. Do you see what I'm saying? And so we must be careful, especially with such statements, statements that refuse instruction. Try not to say, I will not do this. Try not to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Try not to walk off and walk away from an authority figure that God has placed in your life. There's a whole lot more to this but I guess only so much can be said about anything. So the Lord give you understanding. Amen. Number five is illegitimate rebukes of authorities. Illegitimate rebukes of authorities. Now if we continue reading that story Numbers chapter 16 and verse 12 it says that the guys Dathan and Abiram and Cole. It says they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. And when Moses heard it, he fell on his face. Can you see that? Now, that is another thing, which is these people were rebuking Moses and were saying, Who do you think you are? You get it? Who do you think you are? Do you think you are the only special person? He says, All the congregation is holy. Holy means set aside, you know, special person. Who do you think you are? You know, everybody is holy here. You get it? And you take on too much upon you. Everything is about you. Why? <laughs> you see, yeah. Everything is about you. Why? Must we all worship you? Do you see? Yeah. And he says, Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Hallelujah. It's important that we are careful not to rebuke authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We must be careful not to rise up against authority that is legitimate, as in, the authority is right, the authority is correct. Do you understand like you're in town you know sometimes there are people who take it upon themselves to direct the traffic <laughs> have you seen any of those self-made authorities uh-huh. that's an individual who is just trying to do something sometimes it makes sense other times they are just creating confusion you know yeah just good citizens I hope who are just trying to either make some money or just trying to bring some order where there would otherwise be chaos right so there you choose how you want to respond do you get it but when the right authority like a police officer is standing there doing his job do you get it then no matter how you feel about it because sometimes You feel there's some confusion also being created. I don't know. Sometimes, especially as stoplights, when they are taken over by humans, I don't know. It seems to take forever for it to be your turn. Have you experienced that too? Yeah. I don't know. Some seem to like the people on the left more than those on the right. I don't know what formula they use whatever the situation if the authority is legitimate if the person is rightfully appointed you must learn to submit yourself Amen the Bible says there is no authority but of God that means God is behind authority all true authority has God backing it do you understand Have you seen that verse? Maybe we can just read it Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 Hmm. This is New Living Translation Let me just get the right one chapter 6 13 good Romans chapter 13 and verse 1 let every soul be subject unto the higher powers can you see that every soul must be subject to what higher powers yeah just higher powers (laughs) yeah whatever it is (laughs) do you see be subject to higher powers (laughs) For there is no power but of God The powers that be are ordained of God Whosoever therefore resisteth the power Resisteth the ordinance of God The ordinance of God That means something that God has ordained Do you see? And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have the praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. Can you see that? So the Bible is saying that people who have authority are also ministers of God. Police officers are ministers of God. Huh? ministers of God to thee for good isn't it yeah the minister tickets and uh, other ministrations <laughs> you know that are not exactly pleasant <laughs> you know yeah but it's a ministration <laughs> hallelujah Yes, and he says that if you don't want to receive the administration, do that which is good. That means watch your speed, watch where you park. Because, whereas when you come to church, sometimes you have forgotten what the pastor preached. When you encounter one of these ministers, you don't easily forget. (laughs) You don't easily forget the ministry you have received. hallelujah are you understanding it so don't rebuke legitimate authority amen and the next one is similar correction upwards right which is pointing out the errors of elders pointing out the errors of elders okay we we must leave Authority to be corrected by its authority. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Everybody has a higher power. Do you see, there's a higher power over everybody. So one time, Paul was explaining how the arrangement works in a home, and he was saying that the head of of the woman is the man and then he goes further to say the man also has a head so he shouldn't feel like he doesn't have anyone or he is the final authority he says the head of the man is god so there's a higher power everywhere as far as humans are concerned there will always be a higher power in every situation even where you seem to not see an authority above a person there's God and that's what the apostle Paul was explaining that where you don't even see a human power above the person God still exists above that person and God's power over all humanity is absolute amen there is no human being who is not under the power of God that's the verse right there But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. Can you see that? And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. So there is a higher power always. Amen. Now, it is not up to us to correct authority we correct the people we have authority over and we allow the authority that appointed the person to also correct it. Otherwise, all of us will be giving, you know, tickets to police officers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you drive, I'm sure that you have seen one of these police officers who zoom past yesterday. There was one that. On the hard shoulder, I mean, that's where he, you see what he did. We were all in traffic, and then he came on the side and he announced something that he's going to be driving on that side or so. And he was just zooming past us on that side, and I was just thinking, you know, something. <laughs> this is a job I would like to have one day. <laughs> I mean, if I did something like that I would have received serious ministry <laughs> yes so sometimes you can see that man this person I mean I've seen one speeding without his lights and I'm just thinking how are we supposed to know that you're a police officer and how are we supposed to know you're supposed to do this you get by again they are also humans you know, sometimes maybe the agency of what they have to do makes them miss something here and there and so on. I mean, they are allowed to make mistakes too. But the point I'm making is that it is not your place. Do you get it? You take off, leave the line, start following him, and you start honking, flashing your lights. Excuse me, excuse me. And you park. And then when he parks, you say, This is citizen's arrest. <laughs> Can you give me some of your tickets to write one for you yes yes you can't do that you can't do that but you can report him to someone because he has a master somewhere and you must allow that authority to correct him are you understanding what I'm saying so it applies everywhere now here's the example Matthew chapter 16 is our time up I think our time is up Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21 it says from that time forth Jesus began to show unto his disciples Matthew chapter 16 Matthew chapter 16 and from verse 21 okay now, from what time? It says from that time forth. So, from what time? The time is the period just before this verse and what happened. Now, what happened before that verse? It says in verse 13 that when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? All right? You know the story, right? You don't? Okay. And they said, (laughs) Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias, and others Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah For flesh and blood Hath not revealed it unto thee But my father which is in heaven Wow What credentials So Jesus had asked The question Simon had Given the answer and Jesus' response to Simon Is that God has Visited you and given you this revelation Do you get it That what you are saying is Inspired by God It is God who has showed you and revealed to you what you have just said, which is who I really am. Do you see? And then he says, but I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Wow. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. That means what Peter said is correct. Don't tell anybody. And from that time forth, so after this incident, he began to talk. To his disciples about how he must go in onto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. How we were just talking about the gates of hell not prevailing, we were just talking about giving the keys to the kingdom we're talking about binding things in heaven and losing things in heaven and earth how do we descend so rapidly into going into places Jerusalem and to suffer things among the priests and scribes and be killed how is that possible so Peter called him excuse me Christ do you get it yeah and he, he, he said you know um I have observed the trend of conversations and the things you've been saying lately. And honestly, I'm not pleased with it. You see. And so he began to rebuke him. He began to rebuke him. Peter started to rebuke Christ. Probably he was standing on the confidence of the fact that God had said to him or Jesus had said to him just earlier that God reveals things to him you understand because just from that it was from that time that jesus started to talk this way and peter didn't like it so when he felt he had heard it enough the bible says he took him then peter took him even to be able to take him (laughs) you see the thing you can see that something has come over peter you get it. Peter has a certain confidence that he shouldn't have around the master. He says he took him and began to rebuke him saying, "Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee." Do you get it? And that's when he turned and said unto Peter, "Get thee behind me, Satan." Can you see that? He said he said to him, "Get thee behind me, Satan." Right? Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Hallelujah. Yeah, you do not support and encourage. And excite the things that be of God. The things that be of men are what you're supporting. And I think Peter was surprised when Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. He probably was just wondering, I mean, who are you talking about? Me, God reveals things to me. I mean, as for me, it's not flesh and blood. I'm in a different category. Who is that Satan that has come into the church now? (laughs) Is it Thomas? (laughs) These guys who are moved by Satan. But he was surprised to find out that there was no one behind him. That Jesus was actually talking to him. Do you understand? That both by the content of what he was saying and especially by the posture that he had adopted. The place that he had risen to and placed himself as qualifying to correct and address the authority that appointed him. Do you see? Yes. And Jesus said this whole thing is satanic. This thing comes from the devil. It is Satan that is speaking through you. The posture you have assumed is the posture of Satan. You have made yourself bigger than you really ought to be are you understanding what I'm saying we need to be careful not to do that amen always keep your place understand what your place is and understand where you belong and stay in your place hallelujah there is nothing so urgent about anything that you must rise into a place where you don't belong to do something that you're not supposed to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. There's nothing so urgent, leave the authority to do what it must do and allow the authority which appointed the person to correct him. What do you think? If God can appoint someone, do you think that God cannot correct the person? Yes. And so people who make this mistake, and a lot of people do, people feel they have the responsibility of correcting authority, correcting pastors, correcting people and so on, you know. And it's the same thing. I mean, once you correct politicians and so on, they assume you can bring that to, to the church. But politicians are voted. <laughs> when it comes to politicians, we are the authority. Because we vote them into power. (laughs) Do you understand? So we get to correct them because we are the authority. When it comes to God, the Bible says no one takes this honor upon himself except he that is called by God. Do you understand? God is the one who appoints those authorities and leave them to God. Leave them to God. God can deal with any man. Much better than any of us can do with that man do you understand so let's leave God's people to him and God will correct them amen God and if God doesn't care to correct somebody then you have taken on too much yourself do you see what I'm saying if God doesn't want to correct anybody then you have no business trying to correct them also because In the eyes of God, what they are doing may not be this thing that you think it is. (laughs) Are you getting the picture? One day, Miriam and um, Aaron, her brother, they went to criticize their little brother Moses' marriage. Yes. Yes. And they said that Moses, he has been preaching to us not to marry these girls from this place. Even I had a nice girlfriend, I left... (laughs) because of moses's preachings and when it was time for him to marry look what he has got he will come and meet me here (laughs) and they began to talk about it and the bible says god was upset with them god said how dare you he said that if i want to talk to a man of god i will give him a vision or a dream but my servant moses he's beyond that for him i speak with him mouth to mouth You get it. And truly, when you go through the Bible, you see the Lord said to Moses, the Lord said to Moses, the Lord said to Moses, the Lord said to Moses. And so God was trying to say that Moses and I have a relationship. If there was something to correct, I would correct it. And the Bible says from that point on, Miriam became leprous. Yes, she became diseased because she spoke against Moses do you, do you understand she spoke against Moses, she spoke against Moses, she spoke against someone that God had appointed hallelujah and we need to be careful with these things because they are spiritual you get it, it means that some diseases have spiritual origins isn't it yes because look at it verse 10 and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold Miriam became leprous that was a direct result of the things she had said white as snow and Aaron looked upon Miriam and behold she was leprous
1: And
0: and I think that he was wondering who is next Do you see the thing? And then verse 11 says that. Where's verse 11? And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord. (laughs) Now he's no longer my little brother, my my, my Lord. I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us. You get it. Wherein we have done foolishly. Maybe it is this confession that saved him. It could be one of them, I don't know. It says, he he said, hey, we've messed up. This is foolish. (laughs) Wherein we have sinned. It says, we have sinned. And then verse 12 says, let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb, right? Then verse 13, and Moses cried unto the Lord saying, heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit on her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days. And after that, let her be received again. So you see, Moses is praying for Miriam and God is saying at least seven days. (laughs) Can you see it? Yeah moses is saying lord please heal her now and god says hey moses please at least seven days at least seven days this girl needs to learn a thing or two you see and so moses's prayers could not avert this thing at least for seven days do you see we need to be careful amen i just hope you're learning something from these things there's many more there are about 15 of them but our time is up and uh, I don't know if we'll get to do this again next week maybe we will and um, we'll continue next time amen but stand to your feet and let's pray and let's let's ask God to help us and to deliver us from proud speakings amen How many can relate with some of the things we talked about? How many can see that you have spoken proudly sometimes? How many are bold enough to confess that not not all my speech has been good? Sometimes I've spoken proudly, right? Just pray and ask God for forgiveness and say, Lord, please forgive me. have sufficient
1: May the Holy Communion of the Lord bring to you great healing from your pains. May there come out of your pain healing, restoration, and good news. The body of Jesus Christ. And now, may the blood of Jesus wash you off the mistake. May you be encouraged to know that your own mistake has brought you to his will. A darkness and a dark season of your life. Only to surprise you with surprises after the darkness. The blood of Jesus. Lift your hands for your blessing. May the Lord bless all those who join us by flow, by Healing Jesus TV, by Facebook, by YouTube. The Lord multiply to you grace to survive every dark season of your life. Be blessed. Be encouraged. I predict. I predict. I predict that out of this darkness is going to emerge great fruitfulness for the Lord. Yes. Things that you never thought, first of all, and even never knew about, that they existed, are coming to you. The Lord bless you. The Lord give you light. The Lord help you. The Lord fight for you. Like the caterpillar. May you do things you've never done before and go places you've never been before by the help of the supernatural power of God in the name of Jesus. Just as Moses moved out of the dark season and became a king, may you reign and rule in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and see you next time.